Today, I'm excited to be chatting with Amber Cullum. Amber is insightful and wise. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by Fast Transcripts. Now, as a homeschooling mom for 25 years, one of the things I was most worried about was transcripts. After all, I knew my kids needed them for college. Yikes! For many homeschoolers, creating a high school transcript can be a daunting task. Fast Transcripts makes the entire process easy. Just go to their website, enter a few details, and you're done. Their software catches 700 common mistakes and practically does the work for you. You can also e-file your transcript directly to any college or university. Go to FastTranscripts.com for a free trial and see why 20,000 homeschool moms love and trust Fast Transcripts. I also want to thank Pray Every Day for also being a sponsor. This is an amazing podcast from my friend, Mary DeMuth. Mary walks listeners through the Bible verse by verse. I can't tell you the number of times Mary's prayers have been exactly what I needed for that day. Praying for others has been one of Mary's greatest joys, and you can tell. You can find Pray Every Day on iTunes, Google Podcasts, your Alexa device, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Now... Let's dive into the chat with Amber Cullum. You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to heart to heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, friends, welcome back to Walk It Out. And I have a sweet friend, and we're going to be talking about all types of wonderful things, including Sabbath rhythm. But let me tell you a little bit about my guest. Amber Cullum is a podcast host behind Grace Enough. She is first a child of God, saved by His grace alone. Although she says she doesn't always act like it. Amen, sister. I understand <laughs> that. Um, she's a wife to Sam, mom to three, a physical therapist, and a Kentucky native living in Raleigh, a lover of connecting with people and learning the stories of God's grace in their lives. So welcome, Amber. Thanks so much for having me, Trisha. It's uh, awesome to be here with you. Oh, so glad to be here. We're recording in early January and it's cold and icky outside. Yes. Um, so I know like my kids are like bouncing off the walls. Hopefully yes. you don't hear them. <laughs> uh, my kids at home are between the ages of 10 and almost 18. We have um, six at home still. But tell me a little bit about your ages of the kids because 
I just know like so much is going on and so yes. much is really going on with our kids right now too. It's true. Yeah. So my kids are 10, 8, and 5. Um, my five-year-old is one of the late birthdays. So he's not in school yet. He will start kindergarten next year. And then Bennett and Zoe are in a hybrid model school not just because of COVID all the time. So they're actually homeschooled three days a week, but then in school two days a week. So they're, I mean, we kind of are used to them being home, um, but that doesn't mean that there haven't been days where we're ready to pull our hair out, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad that they just have each other to play with. I mean, there's, you know, even though they're loud and I mean, yesterday, two of my kids were doing an obstacle course upstairs and I could just hear boom, boom, boom. But at least they they do have each other. Do they watch Floor is Lava? Because that's the new thing for my kids. Well, not new, but it's, you know, basically where the floor is lava, they pretend. And so it's constant jumping on furniture. And finally, like last week, I said, listen, you got to take it outside. Like, (laughs) I can't handle anymore. Yeah, they have not watched that. I don't think I will let them watch that. (laughs) No, they were doing parkour. Is that what you said? Parkour in the bedroom. I'm like, and they're both 10. They're not biologically related, but they're both 10. And what a girl and a boy. And I just hear it sounded like an earthquake that's right totally yeah and I I love talking with people I mean we you know kids at home and I mean we're you know working and doing podcasts and ministering to people but then there's the reality of like everyday life and the noise and the activity and people stuck in the house and why I um, wanted especially to talk to you about um, Sabbath rest and Sabbath rhythms today is because I listened to on your podcast um, you and your husband were talking about that and I was just so intrigued because I know I mean for us it's like okay let's just do the Sunday thing let's not try to like work and do these Mm -hmm. things but I love how you've taken it just to a a different level and what what your family is experiencing through that so just Share a little bit, if you would, about that. Yeah. So back in May of 2019, my husband and I had come across a, it was just a talk that Jefferson Bethke had given. And one of it, one of his main principles that he was talking about in this talk was something that sets apart some religions that where, where kids grow up and they actually stay in their religion. And it was not Christianity, as we know. I mean, People are leaving the church in droves once Mm -hmm. they leave their family's house. Um, But it was the Jewish culture and Mormonism. And one of the big things was this tradition of the family meal. And it wasn't just a family meal like we gather around our table almost every night. But, you know, that's hurried. It was more of like no an intentional gathering around the table where you're actually digging into some questions that, you know, may be important to your faith or may just be important to talking about daily life and circumstances. And so he went on then to talk about that that's the reason why he and his family had really decided to start practicing Sabbath where they kick off their Sabbath rest with a Shabbat meal, which is a Jewish meal that kicks off Sabbath. And so my husband and I were really pricked by that because we thought, you know, we would love to do something 
like that. And so that led us into looking more into family teams, which is an organization ran by Jefferson Bethke and Jeremy Pryor, where they really will walk you through how to begin Sabbath as a family. And so I am not, I'm always a little bit reluctant to do stuff like that because, you know, at the time my kids were even a year younger than they are now. And the reality is it's not real restful to ever intentionally gather around the table. (laughs) But what we found, um, we decided we're just going to try this on January, 2020, you know, before the world went crazy. We started every Friday night having a Shabbat meal that started at five o'clock, between five and six. And so when I say Shabbat meal, it was nothing like it wasn't um, the exact, you know, fair per se that you were having a leg of lamb every Friday. That's exactly right. Exactly (laughs) right. But the rhythm of it was the same in the sense of we're gathering around the table. We do light candles. We Mm. do... um, say a Deuteronomy passage out loud that talks about, you know, just in the same way that God set Israel free from slavery, Christ has set us free from slavery to sin. So we go through that. We do the Lord's Prayer. um, We do the doxology, you know, and then we're actually sitting down, eating a meal. Sometimes it's rather pleasant. Sometimes it's super crazy. Um, But Everybody kind of got in this rhythm of we know we're doing this every Friday night. We're not committing to something else. And it just began to open us up to better conversation because then we intentionally after that play games or watch a movie or do something together, try to leave tech off. And then the plan was to continue to Sabbath rest through the following day at noon. And so we did that all of last year. And of course, I could go on and on, but you may have some specific questions just to dive into that a little bit. But we definitely found that being intentional, following through with it, even though it takes some time, it's been incredibly beneficial to our entire family, even really our five-year-old. And I love that you talk about like, something that they've discovered is these traditions are something that get so embedded in our kids that they want to continue them when they get older. And I think that is like our goal as parents. Like, and I love that my adult kids love God or walking with God. I mean, I still have lots of home, so (laughs) I'm I'm praying for them too. But I mean, I, I love when I see like my 31 year old, Reading yes. the Chronicles of Narnia out loud to his kids at night, at bedtime, because that's something we did. That's and right. And so I love the idea of th- that we can choose what traditions we have. And, you know, we are already gathering most evenings around the dinner table. My husband works from home, so they're usually like, Dad, are you done yet? Dad, we're hungry, <laughs> you know, type of thing. And usually exactly. Friday nights, we're already doing movie nights, just kind of a thing that we do. So I'm thinking, okay, this is not like going to be too hard if we want to incorporate other scripture and passages. And I love that this is a real family. You guys are doing it with real kids. And like you said, sometimes it's crazy. That's right. Well, and that's the thing. When I think about, you know, what we did early on was we sat down with the kids and I, particularly the two older ones, I mean, the younger one doesn't really know, but we encouraged them and we did it too, to answer these questions. When do you feel the most rested. Mm-hmm. So we had them answer that. And then in writing it down, when do you feel the closest to Jesus? 
And then what is something that helps you feel peaceful? And so having them answer that was something that really helped them to hone in and think about, you know, what does give me life? Sabbath is not about keeping a rule or being super legalistic. Instead, it's really a gift to us. We run and we feel like we never get to stop. But when you say, you know, for us, we don't even do 24 hours. We literally do from five on Friday till noon on Saturday and just say, we're going to stop and we're going to trust that the God of the universe can take care of everything in this time and it will be fine. We will be fine. We don't have to do the laundry. We don't have to mow the grass. We don't have to go to the grocery store. You know, we can stop. It is possible. And so it's a lot of times just as much an exercise in trust as it is an exercise in learning how to rest. Hmm. And I love that so much. I think so many times, I mean, just like the Pharisees in the Bible, we mm-hmm. just get stuck on the rules. Like, okay, it has to be this and it has to be that. And then it sounds so overwhelming. Um, my yeah. husband and I were just reading, we read um, the Bible together most mornings and then and pray together. And we were just reading where Jesus was walking through the wheat fields with his disciples and they started picking uh, grains and eating it. And the Pharisees like, oh my goodness, you're working on the Sabbath. Uh-huh. And Jesus is like, that's not what the rules isn't what it's about. That's um, right. And he says, and it's okay to do good on the Sabbath. And that's when he healed somebody and he said, it's okay to do good on the Sabbath. And yeah. again, here the Pharisees is like, this is a rule. We need to stick to this. And Jesus is like, it's okay. Like we're, you know, basically it's like we're communing together and then he healed someone. It's okay to do good. It's okay to be with people. It's not about doing this and doing that. And I think I love that, that Jesus was walking and living it out, what we should be doing instead of just focusing on all those don'ts. That's right. Well, and how often is it that when you look at somebody and just say, don't do that, that it's actually effective? Right. I mean, a lot of times you want to know, like, why don't do that? Well, it's not so that you don't get the slap on your hand. It's the reason why you want to rest is because we really just don't do it. I know that um, somebody else that I've had on the podcast, one of my actual pastors, Doug Gamble, was someone who really poured into us with rest too, and just some of his teachings. And when he says, you know, it's sort of, this is, you know, a quote by him, it it gears me down so that the Mm -hmm. other six days I am much more present to people. And I thought, yes, like that's what it's about. It's not about keeping another rule, but instead it's about learning to slow down enough and figure out where you need to be recharged so that you can actually be more present and work harder the other six days. Hmm. I love that. And having that connection with our family, you know, because we do have kids at home and just having that connection with our kids where it gets easy, just everyone's on their electronics, everyone's going their own ways and doing their own things. So I do have a question about that. You said we try not to have electronics, like it's Mm -hmm. everyone just like put it to the side and not have them during that time or. 
Yeah, well, this is the hardest thing for me. I mean, I can't just blame it on my kids. Like, it's the hardest thing for me to pull (laughs) away from the phone because I'm like, oh, it's a Saturday. I get to do what I want. But I have learned that it sucks the life out of me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when I say we've been doing this for a year, I'm still struggling to put down the phone. I'll literally have, you know, three good months. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you're back at it. So I don't want anybody to think that... um, that Sabbath practice comes naturally because it doesn't. And so it's a lot easier on Friday evening because we have this meal, we have this time together as a family, and we just leave the electronics off because our whole evening is kind of filled up with this practice around the table. So that's the easy part. On Saturday morning, when we wake up, we still allow each of our kids to watch a show, a 30 minute show, because that gives my husband and I time to do something that fills our souls. Mm -hmm. So we, so we will lay aside our tech during that time. And it may include, you know, going out for a walk, going for a run. My, um, there's a quote out there that says that if you're someone who is, you know, physically working, you, when you Sabbath, you're going to want to physically rest. But if you're someone who uses your mind all week, your Sabbath may be physical work. So my husband gets really rested on the weekends by maybe doing some woodworking. Mm -hmm. And so that's restful for him. And some people, if if the Pharisees were to come by, they would say, you're working on the Sabbath, you know, but instead that's what fills his soul. So that's what he does. And so then after that, yeah, the electronics are just away and the kids go outside and play or they go in the playroom and play. And so they know when they wake up on Saturday morning, they're each going to get that show. And then up until noon, it's Mm playtime. So those things are just not available. And that's really hard in the beginning, but it's just like anything else, Tricia. You know, if you say this, you're going to fight against them and yourself for about three to four weeks. And after that, as long as you keep doing it, they kind of settle into that. Okay, it's time to go put the tech in its place until noon. Yeah. And really, I mean, it's noon. (laughs) Exactly. It's not like you're saying all weekend or although my kids, I could, you know, I could already see like, oh, my goodness. Oh, they would have a heart attack. Oh, right? except for my I mean, teenagers who oh, yeah. even up by noon. <laughs> <laughs> See, so that, that's a little bit nicer um, for mom and dad, possibly just be like, okay, what can I do to rest? And so like for me, taking one of my kids out for one-on-one time is very restful. Mm-hmm. And that might be something for you or your husband that's really restful because you don't ever get it. Right. So it breathes life into me. To take one of them out to breakfast, I keep my phone away and we just eat. And usually I'll take a game like I have found, you know, would you rathers are good games to have. There's table talk is another little good one, Um, you know, trivia type games. And we'll just sit and play that. And it's maybe only an hour. Yeah. But it's life giving. It is. And then we try to do that. We rotate through the kids. You know, there's a lot of kids. So even our adult mm-hmm. kids, we try to like meet up with them and have lunch and stuff. And it is, it is so um, fun. I just, my 26 year old, we, I took him out to sushi a couple months ago. And so from cool. the moment I sat down till we got up, he just told me about this and that. And we don't get that time. You know, just yeah. like hear what's going on and hear about his classes at college and hear about what, you know, he, he writes and he works on, makes his own games and hear about his projects. And it was like, I, I needed that. I felt filled up. He felt filled up. And I love yes. 
that it is about, okay, let's, let's put away and let's set aside this time. And again, um, you know, I've heard that habits, you can build good habits if you're already tacking them on to things you're already mm-hmm. doing. So if you're already having dinner and you're already having movie night, yeah. um, just think about incorporating a couple of these things and it, it makes a huge difference. And I know personally for me and for you, because, you know, you with podcasts and speaking and, you know, all these things that we do, social media is work. It's okay. You know, let's make a graphic. Let's do this thing. And it's not just even checking up with people. It is like, okay, how can I share this? And, oh, I I forgot I'm having this book sale or whatever. I need to share that. And it does become work and it becomes, um, you know, all these things we have to do to, you know, whatever, keep our platform and spread the word and all, you know, and it does take our time away from just enjoying the people around us. Yeah. And it really, and it's so hard to really enter into the presence of God because we live in a world where distraction lives in our pocket. Right. And so Sabbath, the hardest thing for us, and I remember Jeremy Pryor saying this early on, was you're going to get to this place where you're going to almost feel a little bit depressed on Saturday morning because you feel like you're wasting time. You feel like you should be doing something. And that's where that preparation comes in. You have to kind of almost be prepared for that feeling because we don't really know how to just be present in the moment, Mm -hmm. um, to slow down, we get anxious, we get bored, we get frustrated. And so that temptation to just feed it with something, you know, whether it's digital stuff or, you know, just do, do, do is very natural to us. And so that was something where I was like, okay, kind of press into that, know that it's normal and know that, that it takes a while to really establish a spiritual discipline, which is exactly what the Sabbath is. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, we're talking about doing a Friday evening thing, but I have a friend who's single who serves at her church and she just, she does it from like Saturday morning till Saturday dinner time. Yes. And she makes sure she has some good books to read. She's going to make her favorite cup of tea. She might go to lunch with a friend and she, you know, she's like Sunday, I'm serving at church and doing all these other things. You know, she works during the week and that's what she created. So I think each person can come up with, okay, this is a time um, really where I can rest. I can think about God. I can, you know, go deeper maybe into a scripture I've been wanting to read or read a a book that I've been wanting to get to and all those things. So again, it's not about the rules. (laughs) It is about the rest. And that was the thing we were encouraged, you know, choose a day that works for you, that works for your family and that you feel like you can repeat it. Mm Because my sister-in-law really struggled with that too. And she'd said they own a family business. So a lot of times Saturday mornings just don't work for them because her husband has to go and get like their employees started because it's a electrical contracting type business. And so I I threw out a couple of different ideas and I said, how about like two o'clock on Saturday until after church on Sunday? Yeah. And she, they started playing around with that. And she was like, you know what, that does really work well for us because they currently, you know, they don't have kids running everywhere um, with sports and things like that. So that time ended up working for them and that's what they've been doing. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Sabbath, we cannot forget in God's word. It was created for us. Right. So it's not like this is just, you know, God didn't say do it so that I can keep you in chains. He gave it to us as a gift for us to say, okay, I I need to slow down. My body needs it. 
Yeah. And I just did a, um, a Facebook live with a writer's group that I lead called Write That Book. And I talked about, you know, even taking the time to ponder and that it is work as we're thinking about mm-hmm. what God is doing in our lives. And we're thinking about directions that we should go when we think about our families and, you know, maybe pray about kids and how they can, you know, be encouraged or how we can help them. That is work. It is like yes. through it is, it is preparing our hearts. It is making plans, but we have to sit still long enough in order to do it. Yes, it's so true. And just, and you have to with, for example, with Sabbath, um, I know Dr. Matthew Sleeth, who I've had on my show and his book is one I would recommend 24, six, just a great story. Um, just, he's so insightful, but he, you know, talks about how you have to prepare for Sabbath. So, you know, if you go into Sabbath rest and you haven't, um, washed your clothes, if that's something that stresses you out, or your house isn't neatened up and that's something that stresses you out, or, you know, you haven't thought through what your meals were going to look like, then you are not going to be able to rest. Now that may Mm -hmm. not be true for everyone, but I don't know about you, but for me as a mom, if I go into Sabbath and my house is just a train wreck, I am struggling the whole time. So you really spend a lot of time preparing to rest. But, you know, that's what we do with meal planning. That's what we do with so many things in our lives. Like if you're going to take your kids to a sporting event, you know, if you had little kids, you'd be like, okay, I got to make sure I have this in the snack bag. Do we have this? Do we have, you know, dry clothes for the kids after they finish their sporting event? And so you have to look at it as almost the same exact way. What do I need to do to prepare myself to physically, mentally, and emotionally get this 12 to 24 hours of rest. Yeah. And that's so good. And I know for a while I've just made Sundays non-work days, like not, I'm not writing blogs. I'm not working on my book. And, you know, and for a while it was hard because I'm like, oh, this is a great opportunity. I could get two hours working on my novel or whatever and just telling myself, nope, it'll be there tomorrow. It'll be there tomorrow. All that work is still going to be there. We don't need to, you know, worry about end we will be more refreshed to do what we need to do. Yes. The burnout's far. It's definitely decreased. If you just give yourself some time to really think through too. I think a lot of us don't know what breathes life into us because mm-hmm. we are so out of the practice. Of, and I remember when the pandemic hit and it was almost like, I mean, I I can't say that I'm like an exercise fanatic or anything, but, you know, I'll run or walk outside occasionally. But I had begun at the beginning of the year. Is that right? Began? Begun. (laughs) You're good. good. (laughs) Um, Really just taking some walks and letting them be Mm -hmm. intentional, not just for exercise, but paying attention to the creation around me. And I couldn't believe how much it just came alive when that pandemic hit, because emotionally, I think we all needed it, right? Like you were home all the time. And so to get outside just would breathe life into me. But really, there's a reason why a lot of people will say, oh, I feel really recharged when I'm out in nature. Well, I mean, you're in this place where God has made everything come alive, And we get to have a front row seat to that. 
Yeah, I yeah I love that, and I love um, probably I'm trying to think how many weeks ago when this releases. Um, I just had Gary Thomas on, and he had the thirtieth yes. anniversary, I think it was, of his book oh Sacred Pathways, um, which talks about you know some people will find God and you know worship in nature, mm-hmm. some people through art, yeah, some people through intellectual. Like if you get a really good um, you know Bible study book that could tell you all the Greek and Hebrew. And some people yes. are just that feeds their souls. That's right. And really understanding like what brings us life. And I love how you mentioned like during the pandemic, just taking time to walk and yeah. to look around. My husband and I started uh, walking, which until it got super cold and we're taking a little break here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, and we'd, get up at, we'd get up at six in the morning and we would go walk and just talk about whatever's happened in our day and our lives and just have that um, time in the morning. But also during the pandemic, I started watercolor painting. Which when I was a kid, I loved to draw. I would draw more than write, which is so funny. I became a writer. But I would <laughs> draw, and, but I never took the time because, you know, homeschooling and writing books and all this stuff. Well, all, suddenly we're not having baseball practice and cheerleading practice and, you know, all yeah. these things. And I bought a watercolor set and I probably have, I don't even know what I'm going to do with all these paintings, but I mean, <sighs> dozens and dozens and dozens. And my kids will sit down with me. And the other day we were um, studying Genesis and we just painted the the six days of creation wow. we, haven't, we haven't painted the sabbath yet so we could do that next but you know it's something that I, it brings life and so sometimes even on a sunday afternoon i'll just pull out the watercolor paints and sometimes some kids will sit down and and just think about i mean when you're you know drawing painting a a rose it's like oh my goodness look at how intricate look at the details yeah. that it does so i think each of us can find what brings us life and how we connect with god and what brings us joy? I have friends that are musical and they'll, you know, get out instruments and play, which is right. not me at all, but me neither, but it does. You're yeah. right. And, and I think, um, and you may have talked, have you ever talked to Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith? She wrote, I have, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I mean, that's a great book too. I remember it's, reading um, Sacred uh, Rest. Sacred Rest. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading through that and that even helped me on my Sabbath journey last year to just think through what type of rest do I need? Because so often we think it's only physical Um and that can be very true for a lot of people. But I knew it wasn't for me just because of the amount of sleep that I get. But, you know, social rest, the way that she describes it is not the absence of people, but instead having life giving conversations. Mm. And that struck me because that is something I will often tell my husband after I leave you know, dinner with a few of my girl, really close girlfriends, like, I just feel full. Like I feel excited about life and it just breathes life into me. And we all know those conversations that you walk away from and you feel like the life has been sucked out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes if you're in a job that's like that, then social rest may be what you really need. You know, being intentional about Find, you know, saying, hey, would you like to go out and get some coffee or would you like to take a walk with me to that friend that really you feel invigorated by conversation with her? Yeah, absolutely. We have I have one friend and, you know, uh, probably a three weeks into the pandemic, she's like, can I just come and like sit across from you on the porch? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to be close. And now she's one of our people that we're like, okay, you could actually come in the house. Yeah, like, it's the same. But, but you know, but she's the one friend. She'll just sometimes if I don't, because my phone is like off somewhere when I'm 
making dinner. She'll just walk in the house. She's like, I knew you were home. I mean, where else are we going to be? So That's she'll right. come <laughs> over um, and we just have those great conversations. But I also feel that way with my podcast too. Oh, yes. In the middle of my day. And I do want to m- talk about more about your podcast. But in the middle of, you know, we were homeschooling this morning. We have things crafts things things the kids want to bake this afternoon but I'm like okay I'm just gonna go talk with my friend on my podcast I always feel like okay in the middle of all the kids stuff and all the to-do lists it's like okay we can sit down and have a really good conversation with someone yes um, hear their heart share their lives and I do feel refreshed I think that is definitely social rest for me me too and I always say like I'm recording this and I'm I'm getting filled up and I hope people enjoy listening (laughs) that's right Um, but it does I feel like okay I just had a really good conversation and and that just fills me up for the day. I agree. And that's the thing. People will be like, well, but that's work. And I'm like, well, the conversation is not the part that is work. It's the <laughs> editing and getting it up online. And like you said, making all the graphics and all the well, things that go along with does it. All the other stuff for uh, me. So. Lucky you. Maybe one day, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell me more about your podcast. Because I, I just, I enjoy it. And I love the conversation. I love listening and all the conversations you have. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, um, my podcast is called Grace Enough Podcast podcast. And it really is geared towards the believer and just speaking about how God can use any story to impact his kingdom. And, you know, yes, we do have to surrender to him and we have to trust him. But ultimately, whatever has happened in our lives, like his grace covers that. And Mm so I've talked to so many different people where they may share their whole story or it may be very topic based. But usually whatever topic we're speaking to, like, for example, when you and I talked, we were talking about calming angry kids. Yeah. Well, that's very much a part of your story. And you have seen God's grace and redemption in that. And, and that is something like on my podcast that it's like, okay, if no one else ever benefited from it, it has been a gift to me because Mm -hmm. being able to walk a mile in someone else's shoes has shown me so much about just the, you know, the depth and the breadth and the height of this God that we serve, that he can do so much in any circumstances. It's it's blown me away and been such a gift to me. So that's a little bit about my show. Yeah. And I love it. And um, I mean, I just love you. I mean, you ask really great questions and really dig into people's hearts. And you could tell that you really care, like when you talk to people. And um, I love listening to podcasts like that. I mean, I'm not into like the jazzy whatever's. <laughs> let me just let me hear someone's heart. And I just feel, again, it fills me up. And I feel like, okay, that was so good. And I think Thank that you. really is those conversations like we have having over coffee with other people. And I love podcasts like that. So I enjoy your very much I just have to say thank you I appreciate that yeah and I know you you know that um, the opportunities we get through being able to talk to people it's so awesome then when you're talking to one of your friends and they mention something you can be like oh yeah I learned about you know, blah, blah, blah's book or this resource from talking to so-and-so. And And so if you're a connector at all, podcasting is so enjoyable because you just learn more and more basically little tidbits of information you can pass on to somebody else. Yeah. And I I think it's cool because then the relationships that you build, I mean, if you and I happen to be in the same conference or something, I mean, we're going to be like, Hey, let's go to coffee. We we know each other now. And um, before, so before podcasting was a thing, I had a radio show, which is, this is so funny. It's just like 2000, 
That's awesome. Six and oh, seven, eight, and nine, I think, or was when I had my radio show. So I would actually call in on the phone to a studio and they would they would hook me into the guest that is so funny now because podcast awesome, so much easier but like I mentioned Gary Thomas earlier so I interviewed him it's probably like 2009 I interviewed him um, on my podcast and I always think like you know these are bigger names and yeah. I was at a, at a a family life conference once and he was a speaker and I was eating lunch and he walks up are you Trisha Goyer and I'm like what in oh the world <laughs> Gary Thomas is coming and talking to me but then I just interviewed him again and it's like you pick up the conversation even though it's been years since I've yeah. talked to him and it's, it's just so fun that you can build relationships because everyone is a real person I mean we, we may like put them like this is an important person this is whatever in our in our eyes but they're just real people who also enjoy relationships who enjoy conversations and it's a joy to build these relationships and to see over years how okay these can be you know actual relationships actual friendships and we can again when we meet when we're able to meet up in person again (laughs) it's like it's like okay you just kind of pick up your conversation where you left off that's right. Well, and this past week, Jen Wilkin, I actually, she was on my show and I had a friend reach out to me on a Marco Polo and say, you just seem so relaxed in the conversation. And I said, you know, she was just a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, she was so kind and just a normal, like I felt like I was sitting across from a friend, just having a conversation, not anything. It, it There was no reason to be nervous. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was really cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I saw that. That, that I haven't listened to that one yet. So I'll go back and listen to that. You know, she dropped some gems, but my goodness, the girl loves the word so much and it just oozes out of her. Oh. So it's, it was a gift. I love that. Yeah, that's what I always feel like. It's like, okay, I feel like so many people just share their gifts with us and through the yes. podcast and it's so great. Well, I have just appreciated and well, basically this whole thing started because I listened to this, you know, you talking on your podcast about this and like, okay, yeah. I need to talk about this more on my podcast. Um, I, love but it. I really appreciate you being here. I just, and this is something I'm going to talk to my husband about. And I think this would be awesome to incorporate with our family. So I thank you first for just planting that seed and Absolutely. then, you know, and then, you know, entertaining my questions about it more, sure. but also um, encouraging my audience too, because I know that they will be blessed. So just give us more information about where my audience can go to find your podcast and find out more about all that you're doing. Sure. So I hang out on Instagram the most, and that's Grace Enough Podcast underscore Amber. And then Grace Enough Podcast, just like your show, can pretty much be found anywhere. I mean, anywhere you listen to audio, just search Grace Enough Podcast and you'll find it. So um, I would love to have you come over and listen. And probably just like you, it's nice to connect on social media with listeners. So just pop over and say hi. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, Amber, thank you so much for being here today. I know you've been a blessing to me and my listeners. Thanks so much for having me, Tricia. Well, friend, I just enjoyed so much what Amber had to share. And like I said, hearing about her talk about on her podcast, if you go to Grace Enough Podcast, you can scroll back and look at her um, past episodes and her and her husband are talking about just how and why they decided to create a time of Sabbath rest for their families. And that just encouraged me to have her as a guest on my podcast and talk more about this because I think this is so important. In fact, um, tying in today's walk it out verse, Mark 
2.27 says, And then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. And I think so many times we do think of laws and don't do this and don't do that. And really, Jesus is saying to them, it's supposed to be to meet our needs, to um, bring rest and goodness and healing to our lives, to bring connection with those in our home. And it can be a time of good. Um, And it will take practice um, to put aside our electronics, which I think with most of us, that would probably be the most challenging part. But I know even just in the afternoons, um, just taking the time not to work and not to write and not to do all the social media things that has just encouraged me. So I think finding a time with my family to just celebrate the Sabbath more and see it as a time where we can rest and really rejuvenate and um, focus on each other and focus on God can really be a beautiful thing. So let me pray for all of us. Um, First of all, Lord, I thank you so much for Amber and for her podcast and all she's doing to spread your good news to others. Lord, I thank you that she's willing to get on and share with me. And I thank you for just the example that her family is her very real family with three young kids um, just modeling for us how to take a Sabbath rest um, and I pray that you continue to bless her and bless her family and bless her ministry and Lord I pray for myself and for all my listeners that um, you will just continue to give this reminder that is speaking to my mind and my heart that it's okay to slow down, that rest is good work, that when we rest, we are um, just preparing our body for what's to come. It's taking time to contemplate. It's taking time to set direction. It's taking time to make connections. And I know so many times we feel pushed by those to-do lists, but instead, when we rest, we can get focused on what you desire to do as it says um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and so I think when we're able to rest we are able to seek more your kingdom Lord so that we can follow you instead of just running around doing more and more so I pray that in this season where we've had to slow down because of a pandemic that we will be more purposeful in what we choose to do and how we choose to rest help us Lord In your name we pray. Amen. Well, I'm so thankful for Amber and for her podcast and for sharing today. And I just love, like Amber and I were talking about, just how we are blessed when we get to interview guests and when we get to work on all these things on our podcast. It means so much when we also hear from you. So I would love if you ever have any thoughts or questions, if you have ideas for guests, you could always email them to hello at trishagoyer.com. And I would love to connect with you. You could find my podcast um, wherever podcasts are hosted, um, whether it's on iTunes or any podcast app, and be sure to tell your friends about it. Also, be sure to check out Amber's podcast, Grace Enough. I know that you will be blessed by that too. But just know that we are encouraged as podcasters when we hear from you. So take just a minute to maybe um, send a note of encouragement to your favorite podcaster, and that would be a blessing. And friend, I know that um, you are a blessing to my life, and I hope that you have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. 
Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.